Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Pete. Hello, Hello Pete. Hello, Pete. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Refined Fool Brewing, which is in Sarnia, Ontario. Nice. Yeah. And as always, what we normally do here is we're going to have two beers today. Both out of the fourth edition of the IPA Fun Box. Mm. Sounds fun. That sounds very fun. (laughs) So this was actually released in early March. So we're kind of, uh, you know, getting a little bit early here, which is nice. Uh, First one is Party Sharks, which is labeled as a foggy IPA. Interesting. And the second beer is called Castronaut, (laughs) which is a session hazy IPA. So let's see if it's out of this world. Absolutely. (laughs) And to finish up the episode... We are going to discuss WrestleMania and our favorite wrestling moments. Woohoo. So, Refined Fool, as we're talking about on today's episode, has Is three... Is that you? Are you the Refined Fool? I was <laughs> going to that later on, but I was yeah, just exactly. saying... We'll get to that later on. He's not refined exactly. enough. That's true. He's uh, just the fool. Uh, Wet horse blanket. God dang it. <laughs> anyway, so Refined Fool has three different locations, with its original location being at 137 Davis Street. This is where the tiny batches are created these days with a 350-liter, three-vessel, custom-built electric brew house labeled as Little Fool. Wow. <laughs> Their second and more larger taproom slash production facility, known as Big Fool, mm-hmm. is located at 1326 London Road in Sarnia with a 1,200-liter direct fire brew system. Mm, that's you, the Big Fool. Uh, also, <laughs> as, at the 1326 London Road location, they do also own a sports, ball, sports bar wow, called uh, Sports... That's a good name. Yep. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty simple. Um, but in terms of their humble beginnings, it all started with a homebrew club brewing beers out of their houses in the middle of winter with propane burners and frozen hoses. Wow. Yeah. Sounds, sounds dangerous. <laughs> sounds like a typical story, I guess, for, yeah. Yeah. for most brewers, right? So the brewery itself was founded by um, over 20 different people from wow. all walks of life, including teachers, blue-collar workers, entrepreneurs, musicians, and pastors. Wow. That's quite the collection of people. Yeah. Blessed brew. Uh, the Davis Street location. <laughs> was open on May 2nd, 2014. Um, when everything started kind of, you know, kind of taking off, the need for expansion was there. And then the London uh, Road location, um, you know, was opened up in April 1st. Okay, there's nothing about an April Fool's. Okay, well. April uh, Fool's? Yeah, yeah, okay. 2018, you were fine fools. No April Fool's. Okay. The sports bar was then opened in August of 2020, so relatively yes. soon. So. so our fine fool prides themselves on having foolishly good beer. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing how they work that in. Uh, so the business itself today is directed by Matt Barnes, who also doubles as the head brewer, Brandon Hybers, Tony Alexander, and Nathan Calhoun. And nice. Nathan was the one who sent us the beers for today. Yeah. Nice. I'm sure we'll thank him later. Probably. So we mentioned that they have three locations. They can now, with their three locations, potentially make over one million liters of beer per year. 
So I could drink that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think she's not responsible. Check, check the untapped year in review. I was just gonna say the, the beer in review, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So with that being said, um, if they're you know brewing millions of uh, liters of beer every year, essentially, um, you know they got to put that somewhere. You got to sell it somewhere. You yeah. got to put it somewhere. So you can find it in the LCBOs, grocery stores, and of course their tap rooms, their bottle shops. Um, they always have these very interesting labels yes. and names. Uh, so you can kind of see them and we'll go through that. I'm sure, uh, Brett will talk about the can art when we get there. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, it does almost seem like with the, um, labels and names that they come with, it almost like they're trying to tell a story. Yeah. Have anybody figured that one out yet? Yeah, no. What story are they telling? Oh, so I, I've kind of put one together. Okay. okay. So people kind of understand what they're doing. So uh, Zane lost his avocado bag and a, fan, a van full of weirdos. So that's when Ted fought the mailman, but then Bernice flipped the canasta table while watching Antiques Peep Show, dancing for the pizza guy, pizza guy the had pouch envy while looking at illiterate li- librarians. Then suddenly a murder of crows flew by that caused a big brouhaha and was all deemed science. Wow. Wow. Oh. Now, did you come with that yourself? Yeah, did you actually, that was actually make that? Myself, yes. Wow. wow, Brett. Very good. We Can't got, do math, but I can make a story. Hey, I mean, the only thing that you stumbled on when you were reading that was the illiterate librarians, but good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yes. So they also do have some uh, fun with their social media as well as, you know, including their Instagram, but they also have like a little sitcom series. Really? So yeah. Uh, if you go to their website, don't be afraid to watch the second season where you can see things such as a Dutch grandma, a dog man, and a belt fight. Wow. Yep, so that's all. I'm just going to leave it there. Just go they're they're taking it up one notch from a podcast and having yeah. this Bingo. whole sitcom. Oh, yes. A little trifecta. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, back, uh, what was it, about two and a half years ago, um, all four of us went to one of their three locations for your 30th birthday, Tyler. We did. Um, mm-hmm. So that was uh, when we did... Uh, a couple spots we stopped there first, and then on our way back we did Stone Picker, which we featured in our first season. Yeah. So, I, I mean, in terms of, I don't know which location we went to. Was it the London Road one? I'm pretty sure it was the big one. The big one, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Which is on what street? It, I don't know. I, I think it was the London Road one. Which is was I think, it the little fool the little or fool. the big fool? It's which a, one did a, we go to? It's it's a little fool, and it yeah, it, Pete, yeah. Pete saying little fool. Tyler yeah. would know he planned it. I did plan it. Well, so, you know, true. look back in your Google Drive and figure <laughs> and, it out for and us. It, and it was the London one. And, you know, it was it was good that it was our first stop. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Which I think a lot of the individuals that came uh, for the birthday tour weren't really craft beer drinkers. True. And so it was nice to kind of, hey, let's get a flight and then start introducing them into some more of the craft beers. Yeah. So one thing uh, I like there, I believe Pete did this as well. I did this. And I think, Brett, you did was mm-hmm. the flight of eight. Um, which you don't see a ton of. Um, oftentimes it's just a flight of four, but you know it's nice to get a. They had a big long uh, flight paddle with eight. Um, I thought the tap room was it was decent size. I guess um, they had all the their tanks out that you could see, and they did serve food, which was nice because uh, we were there kind of like lunchtime. So. We, need, we needed food at that. Yeah, point, we I did. Think, right? I, I mean, the vibe of the brewery is very much like transferred through not only the beers but the can art. Yeah, and the brewery itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's all those, um, a lot of intense colors, zany kind of names. Yeah, um, great staff. Like they were really nice. And yeah, I actually they think were. I think I got a free pour for for my birthday. I believe I, you did. Yeah. That correctly. should be expected. It, you're right, but you know, <laughs> sometimes you gotta just not 
They saw you as a little fool and we're like, ah, I'll give him a free taste. Okay, that's yeah. it, you know? And you know, when you're at the bar ordering your beer, oftentimes at a craft brewery, they'll have the chalkboard or whatever with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the beers written down. So what they do is they kind of have like, I don't know, maybe letter size, like eight by eight and a half by 11 of the name of the beer, as well as kind of a, a picture corresponds to the can art so it's pretty easy to see what beers they have available um but because they don't really name them kind of after the beers where some breweries do you really have to look at like okay what type of beer is this because you might be ordering the the wrong beer that you you have to look at the fine print yes exactly Uh, producer pete also uh decided uh to have a little bit of a refreshment back in the day he went to the big fool for it actually used to be his untapped profile picture way back in the day in terms of the flight of eight and him holding it up, uh, now it's just a selfie of him pouring a beer. Yes, true. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so maybe we should talk about uh, the beers that they've had. We mentioned that uh, some of the beers that uh, we, well, I mean, on the list when you're at the brewery. Oh, we've had at least eight of them. Uh, on the brewery. Yeah. So we, we know that. So uh, on Untapped, they have 154 different beers um, that have been checked in 83,000 times. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is a lie. You you know, just I, I kind of thought they might have more than 154. Like 154 is a lot, but uh, I've seen a ton of different beers from them, so I just thought it might have been a little bit more. Right. But fair enough. I think maybe different variations of things too, right? And yeah, different yeah. hops kind of thrown in. So uh, the uh, the average of that is 3.6. Um, pretty decent. Yeah. So do you want to kind of go through? Um, each other's, how many we've had. Yeah, I, I can go so. first. Why not, right? Yeah, um, sure, so. so I've had 16 from them, and I've had uh, three B4s. Uh, so that'd be Pouch Envy, which is their Australian pale ale, uh, Van Full of Weirdos, which is an IPA, and then when Christina met Davis. Mm. I don't know how they went, but they did. Or who and, they are. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, and it is a strawberry peach sour. Very nice. Um, I've had 13, so the highest rated which was the the pouch of you and i give that a four and a half actually mm-hmm. oh wow yeah. so i have had 17 i'm i'm actually just taking a look right now because i believe it's actually yes it is 18 because i had uh the illiterate illiterate librarians <laughs> the other day gets another uh, yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> illiterate's a big word it's a tough one it's oh a tough my word. goodness so the the highest rated one uh i've had was leather and lasers uh which was a 4.25 and uh producer pete he's had 18 as well nice. uh and his highest, also Pouch Envy. So oh, you like the Envy? Must, of the must be one of their good beers. We, <laughs> we do enjoy some Pouch Envy, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they usually have about uh, 20 beers currently listed on their website, uh, and usually ha- able to have most of them on tap at one, two, maybe all three locations. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Delivery-wise, $20 Ontario shipping, but free once you get over that $125 marker. Mm. I always found that a strange kind of marker, $125. Yeah. yeah why not? But I mean, they, they do the math and see what works for them. Absolutely. And there you go. Absolutely. So tap rooms and bottle shops, they're open seven days a week. Uh, Big Fool uh, is open Sunday to Thursday, 11 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10, or 11.30 to 10, sorry. Uh, Little Fool is Monday to Thursday from 12 to 11, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 1 a.m. Oh, Oh, boy. And Sunday from 11 to 9. um, And then the sports bar, you know, just go go watch some sports there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, of course, as usual, we're going to link to their information on our Instagram so you can pick up their beers. And pick up some books for story time. And let's get on to the first beer. Big props to Nathan for uh, providing the beers for today's episode. Yes, you know, thank and you. And sending along a mania of other beers, including, you know, the IPA Fun Box series. Yeah, yeah. So have that's little, awesome. Six beers each. Exactly. Can't a little complain. few other we beers won't. to have offline. Yep. But we're going to speak about this one. 
And the first beer is Party Sharks, which Ooh. is labeled as a foggy IPA. Nice. Yeah, so 7 a.m. on a Monday morning, in a, you know, kind of drive. Uh, <laughs> what? You were driven in a fog storm? Yeah, but what's that got to do with the foggy IPA? It's just a labeling. Anyway, uh, it's another word for hazy, and you'll speak on that in a minute. Uh, so this beer is 6.5 ABV, 35 IBUs. All right, well, it is described as ultra hazy, silky smooth, and fruit forward. It is a classic East Coast IPA meant to provide a euphoric tropical hop experience. The combination of citra, galaxy, and mosaic hops impart notes of citrus, papaya, and peach. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, two-row honey and wheat malt that are used within this beer. Now, foggy IPA, as mentioned, another name for the hazy IPA. Yes. So do you wake up and you get a... You know, Friday morning, you're going for a drive, and you say, ooh, it's a little hazy. <laughs> Ain't nobody say that. Come on. <laughs> you ever said that before? No. Uh, so okay. what causes the fog or the haze uh, appearance? Now, we've kind of talked about this uh, a little bit throughout uh, our last two seasons here. Yeah. So it comes from a combination of the proteins, the tannins uh, contributed by wheat and oats used in the mash in high rates of additions. Uh, the resulting haze complex um, actually kind of binds the, the nonpolar hop aroma compounds that uh, you would not normally remain in the beer. So um, that's why we get a little bit of a haziness or fogginess to it, depending on who, who's foggy and who's hazy. All right. So on Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. So the overall rating for Party Sharks is 3.80 out of five bottle caps with 189 check-ins. Not bad. And there are four five out of fives so the can which we are drinking out of today has and just a, heard a couple seconds ago yeah 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 yep. has 136 check-ins out of those 189 with 3.81 so a tiny tiny bit above the <laughs> overall average <laughs> so one, one extra check-in that just yeah it, it off just a bit, right? puts it over the top there it is all right so this is my favorite part i think we need it uh so <laughs> grab not your, wrong grab your can grab your glass and let's Open her up. All right. We're going to start uh, pouring this. The bright side for Chris is he only bring one glass set today. That's true. So, of course, we are drinking this out of an IPA glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. You could put your IPA glass in the freezer and pull it out, and then it would be a foggy IPA glass once you took it out. There you go. So let's take a look at what we got here on the pour. Um, I've got a nice little head. I think we actually all have a pretty good yeah, head on. Good job, is. guys. Look at that. That's a rarity. This, a is, rare this is definitely foggy. It looks kind of thick, even. I almost would think hazy, personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a little thick. The, the head on it, again, uh, a couple fingers, and uh, it's nice. Nice, mm -hmm. nice little carbonation there. Yeah, it's kind of like got a, I don't know, peachy color to it, I would say. Yeah. And what about on the nose? Also kind of feeling that little peach. I feel. Yeah, a little peach, a little bitterness. Um, it's got a good smell nose. to it, I think. Yeah, it, yes. I, I think it does have yeah, a I think nice smell. To be gonna, and before we dive into it, just to look at the can itself, mm. uh, it is a shark kind of swimming underwater with a birthday hat on. Where would a shark swim if it wasn't underwater? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> In your bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Okay. Well, then. All right. So let's, uh, maybe we should uh, get tasting it, guys. It smells, I, I think it, it, it smells, smells really, really nice. good. Really yeah. good. I think it smells yeah. good. You know, let's, let's get into it. All right. That's great. Beer wise. There you go. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that, that hits good. 
I think it feels a little thicker. It does feel yes. thick. Yeah. There's a different right. mouthfeel to it for sure. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Um, no. I think it's nice. Uh, it does have that bitterness kind of up front and then mellows a little bit to, to some fruit flavors that can't really necessarily pull out exactly which fruit it is right now, but, um, there, there definitely is that fruit flavor at the end. You know what it is? What is it? Papaya. Is it? Oh, yes. You getting yes. papaya? Yep. That's the papaya. Papaya. Or maybe a little bit of pear. Let me get some pear at the end of it. No, I'm getting. No? I'm not getting. Papaya? Did you read that recently? Maybe. <laughs> I, I see. This is the thing, right? Sometimes I think you see something, you read it, and it influences. And it's the yeah. same thing yeah. with when you read something, but you hear a noise. Yeah. But they say what that word is that you're actually hearing. Yeah. Or like when you see the color like green written out, but it's in red. Red. Yeah. yeah. Or you see the word illiterate and you can't say it. <laughs> you, you know what I am kind of getting though is a little bit of peach, and maybe it's mm-hmm. papaya. I don't know. I don't really eat papaya, so maybe it is similar to to peach flavor. Yeah. But I do get a bit of that peach yeah, on. I, Back, I yeah. think it's papaya and peach. I think yeah. I think together we're nailing that. Um, the pear thing. Um, I mean, yeah, to each their own, but yeah, yeah. I definitely am not getting the pear because pear has almost more of a a drier kind of flavor to it, and I, I don't know. I'm, just, I, I'm getting more sweet. juiciness. I'm getting kind of getting juicy in the front end, but then a the little bit of dry in the back end. Like you know, kind of mm. the point where like your esophagus kind of gets dry from just. You know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, not long no, it, totally. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So why don't we do the five uh, flavor profiles and see what uh, we got there? I know we're kind of moving along, but this is, I'm actually really enjoying this one. Same. Yeah, um, it is nice, actually. Uh, so number one f- <laughs> flavor profile. I hate this. I, I truly do hate this. Uh, <laughs> number one is cloudy in the flavor profile. You tasted a cloud before? Um, no, no, and Pete has not either. Actually, he's you, saying haven't. I, I mean, technically, yes, when we drink water, say, but or when we are outside and it's foggy, right? And you just you just you just breathe in the air. You just, you just, eat, the, you just yeah. eat the cloud. Just, yeah, just go just, it, like a Pac-Man style. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I wish we had that on video. <laughs> Can you do that again? Uh, uh, no, well, absolutely not. Maybe we could do a little boomerang for Instagram for that. <laughs> yeah, so um, cloudy is weird. Cloudy is weird, and yeah. I almost think that maybe Untap should change this to like five flavor slash like description profiles but anyways yeah number two citrusy um like not i don't think any of the fruits that we're talking about are citrus fruits right so i don't think there really is citrus but at least we've tasted citrus fruits before we have yes so at least we know what's going on there we have done that uh number three hoppy absolutely pete says yes yeah, um, I agree. And I think three is a decent spot for it, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I would probably move it down a little bit personally, uh, mm-hmm. just because there are different flavors that I'm actually getting that are not citrusy and cloudy. Yeah. And I think that they're a little bit more predominant. But yeah. uh, number four, strong. Uh, there is a bit of a strongness to this. Yep. Um, yeah. Because it's not super high in ABV, but it does kind of drink a little bit. I feel as though this is one of those ones that you should probably only have one of. If you got into two or three or four of these, that's when things could get a little bit more dangerous. Um, But yeah, I I think it definitely is strong in some aspects. I think it's more so, again, strong in the back end with that bitterness. Yeah, because it's 6.5. Like, that's pretty average for an IPA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Number five is pear, which might be where... Well, Brett Brett definitely... Yes, I'm going to Brett might have read the number five here and was persuaded by... I'm still getting peach and papaya and the pear. The three peas, if you will. Okay. So, yeah, I think we would definitely add in uh, peach, papaya, and then maybe even uh, Pete saying mouthfeel, because it does have that kind of... Guys, the alliteration here. 
Peach, papaya, pear, peat. I can't do this. I know. It's it's you're, at least you're literate. Yeah, I'm yeah. literate with my alliteration. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. The, the mouthfeel, I think what Pete mentioned okay. there, is, is probably a good one as well. Okay. Um, so yeah. maybe we should get to what other people think of this on Untapped. Yeah, see if there's any pears in there. Uh-huh. Let's see. So the first one comes from JC, and uh, JC's handle is Cooper1212. And on March 12th, oh, another 12th, uh, stated very smooth but subtle hazy IPA. Lots of juice. And uh, JC rated it a four out of five. Um, but maybe JC took the picture through beer goggle filter as it seems just a bit as hazy as the beer. So if you take a look at uh, oh, no. JC's check in. Yes. That, you know, remember when I used to have terrible pictures last week? <laughs> this is like 10 years <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a picture yeah, you like posted yesterday. that was not good yeah probably uh, you know. <laughs> was that the no name beer you're talking about it might have been yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, anyway um, so yeah if you take a look at the picture it's very 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 hazy there you go that's just sad so I got Cut. the next one is Adam L or Blumgus is the handle that's an interesting one on March 9th said the following probably my favorite from volume number 4 super juicy easily crushable and effortlessly smooth Cheers, and don't let the fishes get you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they uh, give it a 4.5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. So we've got a 4 and a 4.5 up exactly. there. What about and, your rating? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to get there in a second. So again, just to remind everybody, this is a 3.8 um, overall, overall with 189 yeah. check-ins. So uh, those two are both above the average there. Um, for myself, I'm going to get this thing started. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Oh, I am going to copy you. You son of a guy. I am also going to give it a 4.25. It's it's actually quite quite nice. It is really nice. Uh, I'm also going to copy you as well. Oh. I know. I'm one of those guys. Jesus. There's a pair for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's not going to copy us? <laughs> yeah. So I'm 4.25. Uh, who's not going to copy us? Producer yeah. Pete. Yeah. Uh, he's going like a whole like round lower, number lower, 3.25. Wow. Don't understand what he's thinking, but uh, you know. That's all right. That happens. That's all right. So that's going to give us an overall team score of 4.0 bottle caps out of the five. Oh, don't have to round. Well, we're going to move to the next chapter and have beer number two. All right, we are back and we're about to blast off to space. Ooh, because space. I think we need that. The second beer is Castronaut, which is a session hazy IPA. So it comes in at 4.5% ABV with no IBUs listed. Interesting. Yes, yeah. I'm glad you uh, told us what the ABV was. That was yes. great of you. Yeah. So this is described as a smooth and clean drinking session IPA, light and moderate bitterness with balanced tops that give this crushable beer... Some character. So this is true. That is 100%. I agree with you on that one. Also, this beer might be described as a golden hazy beauty. Oh, a beauty. Is it foggy or hazy? God, I'm still uh, confused. It's actually golden. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> with citrus and tropical notes. And this will be a well balanced beer. And what more do we like than a well balanced beer? Beer. We do talk about it. You, you certainly cannot complain about that. Absolutely not. So on Untapped uh, for this Castronaut beer, there are 58 check-ins with an average rating of 3.79 out of 5. And out of those 58, no 5 so far. <laughs> Could we have it first? Oh, maybe. 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 Uh, <laughs> maybe. So we, we're, ju- we're drinking this one out of the can also. Uh, so there's been 42 check-ins from the can with a 3.76. So the last one was tiny bit over. This one's tiny bit under. 
Nice. The average. There you go. <laughs> a little teeny tiny. A little fool and a big fool. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's grab our cans. Let's grab our glass. And let's open her up. I, was waiting. <laughs> I thought you were going to premature it. I'm having a tab issue. I, I will say, though, yeah. that if we are doing this based on uh, can labels, five out of five. Yeah. Oh, true. Because it is literally a cat in an astronaut suit soaring off into space. Well, we are also drinking this one out of an IPA glass. Uh, Brett, you mentioned earlier, I only had to bring one glass, so that was helpful. Uh, so make sure to use your proper glassware. I got it right to the top. I'm actually scared yep. to like... Look at this right now. I still There's an the, earthquake. This I still have over. some in the can right now while looking at this. Me I too. I, I poured a little bit too much head on this one. Uh, as I, I said last time, uh, Tyler was an aggressive pourer. And, uh, yeah. Look at him. And still, this, this one is uh, big bubble formation, I would say. Yeah, little fool, big fool, yeah, big, big bubble, big little fool bubble. bubble. Nice. So um, again, uh, I mean, yeah, that's what I was worried about, Chris. Too is oh, yeah. just the almost the just, overflow. Yeah. See, I'm sitting pretty right now. It's You're Suntan City. Yeah, <laughs> smart service came in handy. Let me tell you. <laughs> Smart surf or fine fool? I don't know. Right. There seems oh, to be right. some kind of backwardsness here. Anywho, uh, you guys probably have, I would almost say that's three fingers in three. terms of yeah, a head. About, about oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where I'm kind of sitting at the two point. Uh, let's get it under your nose there. Let me take a little of the bubbles off, but uh, get on your nose. What do you smell? Be very careful with that. Yeah, it, it, you know, having the flavor come all the way through my three fingers of head, it, does, it is uh, pretty citrusy on the nose. Um, but not as citrusy, right? As the last one. Well, the last one, <laughs> the last one wasn't that yeah, citrusy. Yeah, exactly. No, some people thought it was. Yeah, um, my point. Yeah, pear, uh, pear. Yeah, uh, but this one, uh, we didn't actually really talk about the color. I don't think, um, but it is definitely a little bit hazy um, and much lighter than the uh, the foggy IPA that we just had. Yes, yeah. I, I. Comparing it to the last one too, and I think that's kind of the the downfall of having like back to back IPAs, right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you inevitably kind of go back to what you had previously. You just can't help but compare yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. This one here, to me, um, smells a little bit um, not not as great as the last one. I don't know if you guys are getting that. They're different, right? Like, and then maybe yeah. that's the yeah. session I, part I, of it. I get that. Yeah. I right? say I say the aromas on this beer are uh, not as strong, strong. as yeah. the past beer. Yeah. Well, well should so. we talk about maybe the taste when we go and drink it? Yeah, get her on the swallow. Okay, let's go ahead, gentlemen. Do that. I'll uh, I'll play a little ditty here while you guys get your sip in, so that way we don't leave the listeners. And to- Tyler's finished. Okay. Keep- <laughs> um. Yeah. No, that's definitely um, more carbonated than what I thought. Actually, so very mm, uh, highly, a lot more carbonated compared to the uh, uh, first one we had. Yep. Yeah, and it's definitely. Um, you know, we, we said the last one was at 6.5% and it was a little bit more, uh, kind of came on a little bit more strong. This one's at 4.5 and it's definitely a light uh, IPA. Refreshing. Uh, yeah, refreshing. It's obviously a session, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to be less than five. But at, at 4.5, I don't even know that it drinks at 4.5, even a little bit less. Mm-hmm. I think this was needed, you know. I think this beer was well needed. Just a nice little calm down after the first one. Um, I think definitely drink smooth for sure. I, I think hundred percent goes smooth. Yeah. Oh, totally. A, a completely different mouthfeel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, yeah, you still have more in the can, eh? 
Actually, yeah, I, I actually I, made two. Actually, I poured a yeah. big head and had a, had a lot of space. Nice. Yeah. I had a milliliter left. Yeah, I, I think it a is. <laughs> I, I do think it is is smoother. The milk feels completely different, right? And this is mm-hmm. cleaner. This is so cold. Uh, we right? we did have it outside. Um, at dark, it's always good to keep cooler. things in a cooler temperature. And and my can had snow on it. Yeah, same here. That's how yeah. cold it was. I had, yeah, mine, snow on it. I had a white mine on my pants. Yeah, my my pants are wet from my snow melting. There you go. Who's doing the top five? I'll, I'll do you the top do it? five. Yeah, go nuts. So yes. number one is smooth. Um, I, I think it's smooth. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, number two is clean. So, yeah, it it is clean. Um, yeah. I think smooth and clean kind of go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of similar, so. right? Smooth, yep. clean, um, yeah. Number three is hoppy. Now, I actually... Sometimes you'll get a session that is actually quite a hoppy beer, like almost as hoppy as a West Coast, um, just with lower alcohol. But I'm not really getting that, like that much hops on yeah. this one. No, no. I, I feel I like on the nose it smells hoppier mm-hmm. than the actual like taste. I agree. Yeah, which like, is totally okay when it comes to a session. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with number four, which is crushable. Um, I would say this is definitely crushable. Yeah, pizza's oh. yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Pete could yep. crush us all day. Yeah, sitting there just crushing the many of these beers. <laughs> hey, I'd join him. Um, number five is subtle. Um, I, I, th- I think that's actually appropriate because I don't think there's any flavors that are kind of popping out. And yeah. it's kind of, you know, I, I like this beer, but it is a little bit lacking on kind of that punch of flavor that you might expect. And like, one that stands out, like like one specific flavor profile. I'm, I'm not really picking up on anything, but I agree. Yeah. I I think again, Pete says there's no specific fruit here, and then underneath says bubblegum question mark, and I can, I kind of feel that. I can uh, see yeah, where I that's going. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like it's almost uh, what is it? Saisons kind of sometimes have like yeah, that bubblegum yeah. flavor. Yeah. Uh, it it almost has a little bit of that on the back end, and also has the subtleness just from the low alcohol content involved with it, right? Yeah. Like it's subtle in terms of this, having one or maybe even two of these isn't exactly going to, you know, ruin your whole day. Put you over, yeah. Yeah. For example. Right? Like, I, I wonder if this would be a good beer to have on a spaceship in, uh, <laughs> or with your in ca- space. Or with your cat. Oh, yeah. no. Elon on Musk. Halloween, dressed as an astronaut. I can't condone cats. Um, <laughs> I can't either, so we're all good there. <laughs> all right, well, let's go on maybe to see uh, what some of the untapped users are thinking. So speaking of something I can condone, untapped. Uh, <laughs> the first one is from Matt K, and his handle is Crypter. On March 14th, stated, beautiful pineapple Is anybody getting pineapple to this? No. Okay. Uh, session IPA, bursting full of juice for such a low ABV. Uh, 4.25 out of 5. What do we think about that one? Yeah, I don't necessarily share that same view from Matt. Is that um, like the juice part or more so the pineapple part? Well, both, uh, I would pineapple say. Pineapple juice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the next one uh, comes from Chris. Hey. Hey, Chris yeah. R., not me. Uh, Sintensis is uh, Chris's handle. So a moderator, he is a moderator slash insider of Untapped um, and gave this review on March 11th. Light and fruity, the way it should be. And uh, Chris gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Interesting. Okay. So speaking of the Chris that is, you know, currently three feet to the right of me, yep. uh, what do you give this out of 5? You know, I might actually do something similar to Chris R and go with a 3.75 on this That's one. That's all you've been doing the entire episode. Chris is, is just stick people. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's I, all that I, is. You copy cop- Tyler's writing the first one. You copy uh, Chris's writing this I'm one. I'm a copy castronaut. Ah! Now, you know, uh, for me, (laughs) speaking of being a dad, me, um, in terms of this, 
Uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm going to give this a four. Oh, I think this go. is very crushable, light, uh, a good go-to if you don't want to have the ABV, the high ABV, mm-hmm. but you good want point. an IPA. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to come in. Uh, I hate to do this. Copy Castronaut. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come in at a 3.75 myself. Oh, what a copy. Yeah, I know. But producer Pete's copying me. Ha-ha. Out of four. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That is all. <laughs> yep. Well, Pete's a little slow here on the on the average, so he's uh, giving us a three point eight seven five overall, which we are, of course, going to round up to a four. I'm nice. glad we could all agree on that. There we go. So we're going to conclude uh, the review of Refined Fool and the beers that they've been giving us to uh, provide this episode. So that's it for us. Yeah, and coming on up, a discussion about WrestleMania and our favorite wrestling moments. Whoa. All right, so in terms of Refined Fool, I thought it was only appropriate and maybe exciting for, you know, me. (laughs) (laughs) Me, uh, because I was finally able to sneak this one in, uh, because we all, you know, have a diversity of topics that we talk about at the end here. Um, That's true. So I thought maybe it would be good to uh, talk about something that, you know, you obviously need to be refined to do as it takes years of training and practice, because it does, or you're going to, you know, cause injury. But some Where are people, you going with this? That's, that's acting some school. people. <laughs> acting school. Hey, I did take drama all four years in high school. But some people might find a little bit foolish. And that is professional wrestling. Mm, okay. Especially wrestling. when you say it like that. Yeah. So I'll say really wrestling. doing justice to the sport, <laughs> yeah. if you want to call it that. <laughs> so um, obviously, you know, this is going to be dropped. Uh, this episode is right before WrestleMania. I mm. did not know that. And now you know. <laughs> now you know. Uh, so WrestleMania is actually now two nights. Instead of one, because that's how big it is these days. It is the Super Bowl. I believe they're calling it stupendous this year. Um, Is the Super Bowl more than one night? uh, Super Bowl is not more than one night. (laughs) But it is a Super Bowl of sports entertainment. (laughs) There you go. I mean, mean, technically, there's like the week leading up to the Super Bowl. But yeah, the game is only one night. Obviously, I'm not going to predict any winners and losers because, you know, I, I... I'm going to kind of... Because it's all this. scripted already it, and Vince it's, McMahon It might be all yes, predetermined. Yeah. But I probably would get it wrong anyway uh, in terms of predicting who's going to win and who's going to lose. So I'm going to ask a couple questions to you and see if you guys have any knowledge in terms of anything when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you guys watch this when you were a kid? No. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. No, not really. Okay. Hey, Producer Bruce Pete coming in with a new as well. I mean, I would put it on from time to time, but we were not allowed to watch it. Yes. So Producer Pete, I think we had the same parents, but different parents. But, you, you, you know, know it was, it was funny because, um, the score, uh, you remember, if you remember yeah. the score channel, yeah. uh, back then, um, they would play it. They, they would play the Monday night raw and. What is, what's the Smackdown uh, Friday Night Smackdown Friday Night Smackdown now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they would play that so some sometimes I would kind of if there was nothing going on I would kind of tune in but have absolutely no clue what's going on like I wouldn't follow it like I yeah. would any other sports league you wouldn't know who like you know who's champ and whatnot right yeah, yeah champ okay. yeah definitely champion championship right yeah. yeah. Like what's it seemed next, like what's the next question? It seemed like everyone had a belt all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how that operated. Uh, so is there any favorite moments that you remember watching as a kid or an adult? Well, I guess that's all you. <laughs> um 
any, any one specific moment that, or like watching. any specific time besides looking at the score ticker, I, waiting I, for Sid Sixero and Tim McCall to come on. I will say generally, like the most entertaining parts of wrestling when I would watch it was when they would get thrown out of the ring and like they'd land on the announcer table <laughs> and like the table would break and they'd just be fighting like right beside the fans. Like someone yeah, would yeah, just yeah. take mm-hmm. the back of their head and slam it into the into the guardrail right beside a fan. Like that yes. would be pretty cool if you were standing right, right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tyler, you have any moments from Like obviously, oh. I know. I obviously, I know you guys didn't go out and buy pay per views back in the day. Oh, it was pay per view PPVs all day for this. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yes. No, I mean. <sighs> I don't know. I just find it not fiscally responsible. Um, you see, smashing people through like the announcing table, all that jazz. Like, how many tables did they pay for? It's a lot of tables. You know, it's a it lot reassembles of itself, right? What's that? It reassembles itself, right? Oh, you're giving away the secret. Oh, my goodness. You want more secrets about it? I can give it away. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to know what a face and a heel is? Uh, I feel <laughs> like I'm looking at what. <laughs> Uh, as a face or a heel? <laughs> I feel like a, a face that got a heel. Oh, wow. <laughs> a face is a good guy and a heel is a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there makes, you go. Okay. Uh, go to the next question. <laughs> so, I'm going to assume the, the, the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, do you guys care about like, you know, WrestleMania or Royal Rumble? Also, there's a very good drinking game when it comes to Royal Rumble, just in case. Responsible, of course. Um, you guys maybe ever been to any live events or watched any pro wrestling live? I have not. Okay. Um, what is the difference between WrestleMania and Royal Rumble? So WrestleMania, obviously, well, is... you have Taco Bell and you end up in the washroom <laughs> and you get a Royal what's Rumble. It, what's, <laughs> it? <laughs> what's the difference between Taco Bell and KFC? Well, they're owned by the same person. Uh, <laughs> so WrestleMania is kind of like their like, be-all, end-all. So WrestleMania is like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, right? Yeah. God, I've heard a lot of Super Bowl references <laughs> yeah, for right? WrestleMania. The, yeah. Taco Bell, Super Bowl two. No yeah. kidding. Anyway, uh, Royal Rumble is kind of like their uh, pristine match. So, for example, thirty men, and now there's thirty women as well. So they have two separate Rumble matches on uh, the Rumble pay per view, if you will. Um, so two people start, and then every ninety seconds somebody else comes in okay. until you get to number thirty. So okay. at one point there's thirty people in the room. No, no, no. So <laughs> wait, wait for it. So you get eliminated any time when both you get thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the floor. Okay. Okay. So the match ends up lasting about an hour. So if you go into it, you pick a couple guys. Like, oh, I'm going to take um, – you guys won't know any of these current guys. but I'll, So I'll use old guys. Okay. Like uh, The Rock, for yeah. example. You've heard of him, right? I have, yes. Or like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Okay. Austin 316. Yeah. Bingo, right? So what would happen – let's say if The Rock throws Stone Cold over the top rope and hit both his fleet touch the floor. Yes. That means he's eliminated. Okay. Okay. But then somebody else could come in being, you know, producer Pete. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he got a draw, but he got He's a angry. draw into it. Percy Pete comes out and takes on The Rock. So I got a question. Yes, correct. So Go ahead. Correct. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right before I even talk. This is, I like this system. Um, so how do they figure out who comes in when? Because I feel like yeah. it's an extreme disadvantage to if the first guy. Random, random draw. So the first person in there is probably never won. Uh, that is incorrect, actually. Okay. Oh. The first person in there has actually won three times. Oh. Okay. Uh, 1995, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Uh, two th- 2004, E, who not be named uh, due to what happened a long time ago that I'm not mentioning on the podcast. And then last year with Edge, who's oh. actually Canadian. A who recent was one. born in Orangeville, came back from a neck surgery and oh. was like, you know what? I need money, so I'm going to wrestle again. So they thought it would be a good, a good, good story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 57 <laughs> minutes later, he won. 
Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of stamina there. Actually, two of them were Canadians. Two of the three were Canadians. I went for number one and one at all. There you go. Uh, just for a little hint, hint, on Dutch. You can look it up. I'm not going to mention on his the name. Who he should should yes. not be. I'm named. not going to mention yeah. his name of the podcast because he's kind of been like slighted from the world of wrestling okay. due to what he did. Um, but yeah, Ooh, look drama. it up. Apparently, you guys did not do your research on this. <laughs> no, I didn't look up who should not be named. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, who so, who has been blackballed? Now, from wrestling? One, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of these things that they do a lot more so now is the crossover and celebrity, you know, athlete involvement. That's how you know it's a real sport. Okay. Uh, it's actually called sports entertainment. Yeah, right. It's like WWE and then All Elite Wrestling, which is kind of like the second um, tier of WWE. Yeah. And then like American Gladiators. I love American Gladiators. <laughs> Who doesn't love Nitro? Anyway. Nitro. Thunder. Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, actually named WCW's uh, things. Anyway, uh, going back to the late 90s. So Brock Lesnar, obviously, is a guy who was in UFC before. Yeah. Started in WWE, went to UFC, then came back. Uh, Ronda Rousey, same thing. Uh, you know, he st- she started in UFC, is now in WWE. But then there's also other people like Johnny Knoxville. Really? Yes. Uh, so Jack Jackass of obviously you should not brewing, just uh, the movie itself. So he's actually in an Anything Goes match at WrestleMania this year. Uh, Pat McAfee. Do you know who Pat McAfee is? Is that the punter or the yes. kicker for? Yeah. The Colts? So he is the punt. Used to be a punter for the Indianapolis Colts. Now has one of the most successful podcasts um, in you know life these days and he's also a commentator so he's fighting austin theory who you guys have probably never heard of but have you heard of logan paul yeah yeah isn't he a boxer yes boxer slash social media star i think he fought floyd mayweather last year right and then of course the one that i'm looking forward to uh he's not coming back for an actual match but he's coming back to stun some people if you will and that is none other than stone cold steve austin Mm. you guys have heard of him though right i have yeah also because i mentioned about four minutes ago yeah (laughs) It's just what it is. Um, So, top wrestlers of all time. This is going to be a whole lot of nothing for you guys, I think. Right, Chris, you want to give me uh, any wrestlers that you even know of? I'll just go that route. Uh, I know The Rock. Okay. uh, Steve Austin uh, and Rob Gronkowski. Yes, he had two (laughs) matches. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I'm a Patriots fan, so yeah, I had to that's throw fair. that in. Tyler? Well, I'm going to give uh, producer Pete's here. So he doesn't really have a, a top three, but uh, if he had to just name some some three, uh, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Um, and then this actually kind of ties in a little bit later. So there's, there is some, some beers. Yes. Um, possibly, you know. So Stone Cold Steve Austin thing was, you know, drinking some beers. That was yeah. his whole thing, gimmick, oh, if you will. Right. So, oh, gimmick is a character, by the way, just so you know. Because right. they all have characters. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, there, there might be a bachelor party uh, coming up here in the near future, and uh, he wants to do a little bit of a smash uh, smash beer, beer, beer. He also does have a couple beers in the States that we're going to pick up yeah. eventually. So, well. uh, I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and talk about that, too. Uh, Brave if you want, but uh, The next is The Rock and then Hulk Hogan. Um, mm. At first, I thought it said, what a snatch on the kid, but it does say, what a stash. On what a the stash. Yeah. Uh, not a kid. Not quite a quid, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guy Hulk is, Hogan ain't a kid. No. <laughs> um, but uh, my top three, I don't really have a top three, but uh, I always felt like um, I related the most to The Undertaker, um, a man who is alive but also dead, it seemed like, <laughs> inside. So, um, And you had a brother that you burned on fire or what? I wish. Uh, so that uh, Undertaker was like one of my top. Um, I, I guess Kane would be the other one, I suppose. Bingo. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank but you. I also, here's the thing. 
Um, I think that if I had to translate my ability to play baseball into a form of a wrestler, it'd be Rey Mysterio. Um, I just feel like I'm very athletic, agile, um, and then just was doing things in the ring. That nobody else could do. And nobody else could do. And that's the extent of my WrestleMania. And fun fact, actually, I actually went to the WWE live event that was in Kitchener uh, last week, as this episode gets trapped, and Rey Mysterio was there last night. What did he do? Uh, teamed with his son, Dominic, that's how old he is, uh, against The Miz and Bobby Roode, who's from uh, Peterborough in the area. So he's very, very uh, close. Nice. Um, but do, you, I will do you have three? Uh, I do, yes. So number one, obviously, The Rock. Uh, if you just obviously. Look, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> if you look at the stuff, if you ever go back, because obviously you guys didn't do your, your research, but <laughs> if you went back and watched The Rock like circa 1999, 2000, just go up on YouTube and just search The Rock promo. You understand why he's probably the most successful actor in Hollywood now. FYI. Number two, Stone cool. Cold. Because <laughs> like he was you acting know, all the time? On the- pretty much. Yeah. Uh, number two, Stone Cold. Because, you know, who likes beers? And what? Uh, and then number three, I have a little bit of a tie. Uh, Undertaker, as people mentioned. Yep. And I don't know if you guys will know these people, but Kurt Angle. Yeah, Olympic yeah. champ. Yeah, Olympic champ. And Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, oh, the only guy who's still going to this day in all elite wrestling, not in WWE. Sorry, did you say elite? Wrestling? Yes, all elite wrestling. All elite. Yeah. It's on TSN every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Look it up. That, that's like the new kind of competition to the WWE, Correct. right? Correct, yeah. yes. But the one thing I do want to mention, and producer Pete has kind of pointed this out Andre the Giant. Okay. Mm. Does anybody know the Guinness Book of World Record that Andre the Giant holds? Um, biggest person. No. Andre the Giant uh, used to fall asleep uh, during wrestling matches. That is. A, correct, but B, not the one I was going to mention. Boom! Knowledge! <laughs> Longest nap during a WrestleMania. Do you WrestleMania. want to know why he was falling asleep during those wrestling matches? Uh, hell of a partier. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. So, in a five-hour sitting, I could be kind of close on this, but 12-ounce pours of beers. Okay, it's 12 ounces. Yeah. He had 119 in one sitting. In five hours. Five hours. Because he was seven foot three and about 500 pounds. And as a tank. Yes, just so you know. Don't try that at home. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) So. They actually, WWE says this, please don't try this at home. Yeah. According to Under the Giants Drinking and also like pro wrestling. There we go. So uh, producer Pete does mention the much anticipated arrival of Terramania Blanco is entering the tequila ring. Global superstar The Rock Dwayne Johnson is behind this exciting spirit. So expect star-studded notes of citra, agave, vanilla, and earth. (laughs) (laughs) If you smell what The Rock is cooking, that's earth. (laughs) Some earth. Yeah, so it's uh, a medium-bodied and warm. Uh, It's with a lengthy uh, kind of finish on it. So um, pairs well with a pulled pork taco or, you know, or, or neat after dinner. All right. One more question before we uh, wrap it up. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Who wins on next Sunday? Who do you think? Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the other one. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> And that's the bottom line because the craft beer connoisseur said so. <laughs> Let's wrap her up. All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite pro wrestler. Woo. So for all of us, (laughs) producer Pete, I'm Tyler. 
I'm Rhett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>